Jones that everybody's been clamoring for. And by everybody, I mean everybody on this podcast. Not so many people on Twitter are asking us where they went, but <laughs> all of these people that I work with on Atomic Kingdom were like, hey, why don't we do geek outs anymore? And so here we are. It's a geek out. Uh, joining me in this geek chattery is uh, JD. What's up, guys? Uh, making his return after his first episode is Johnny. Hi. And his long-awaited return, I don't know how long it's been since he's been on an episode, but Tom's here as well. I know the masses have met, have missed me as much as I have missed them. Well, let's get it out of the way right away. Tom. Don't do it. Tom, don't look at my Twitter thing. Tom, Come on. For everybody out there, how many, uh, uh, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, skids underscore world. Right, right. And the update right now, Tom is following five people. Yeah. He has Ooh. 20 followers. Yes, sir. And he's tweeted 36 times. His last tweet came on October 3rd of 2015. I am, dude, I am on it. I'm awesome. And here's his tweet from October 3rd. Watching the blacklist from the beginning, James Spader is the effing man. And he still is the effing man. Oh, this still burns burns my retinas to look at your post, your 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 avatars and your banner. It's all Ohio State garbage. You love it. It's okay. I hate it. Anyway, uh, lots going on this week. So I mean, we could go back a long way and talk about some of the geek stuff that's happened. But let's just jump into the biggest stuff of the week. And I, I, if this doesn't meet your criteria, JD, I'm sorry. But we're gonna talk a little bit of comics. That's yeah. fine. No, I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. We'll jump into the thing right away that I know JD is probably aching to talk about, and uh, all of our Atomic Kingdom soapboxes will be out on display tonight. Okay, so this week marked a momentous comic book occasion in two respects. DC launched their rebirth this week. I went to, I don't know if either of any of you guys did, but I went to a midnight release comic book store, opened up at midnight, I got the book at midnight with... Uh, a couple dozen people like it's, it wasn't wasn't like free comic book day numbers but there was it, it was packed um so i was surprised then i got my 299 copy of an 80 page book which is unheard of mm-hmm. and i'm glad i did while i was there i was leafing through some of the other things that came out and i saw captain america steve rogers number one and i'm like i knew that was coming because they have captain america sam Wilson, because he's also got the mantle now, too. Um, For those that don't know, the uninitiated, as it were, Marvel did this thing where Cap aged. Steve Rogers, he aged to be old, an old man, and he lost his powers, and so he handed off the mantle to Sam Wilson at that point. So he was Captain America for a while, and still is. But because of some events that happened in this weird... I didn't didn't go back and read it, but I kind of got the gist of it when I read Steve Rogers number one. Uh, there's this city, right? This weird city or this weird s- suburban area that mm-hmm. that the Avengers were in, or something. It was some weird thing, and he got his through through meeting some 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 villain. He he was young again, and he's got his abilities again. So now he's Captain America along with Sam Wilson. Uh, right. <clears throat> and the first issue came out this week. Captain America, Steve Rogers, number one. And I had no interest whatsoever in buying it, other than the fact that one of my favorite writers, Nick Spencer, is now writing it. And if you don't know who he is, he co-created Morning Glories. It's an image title with Joe Eisma, who we've had on this show before. Good friend of the show. I love Joe Eisma's artwork. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. 
Uh, and they did Morning Glories, which issue 50, I believe, is on its way out, or it's already out, or it's, I think it's on its way out. I can't remember exactly, but Joe, I think, has been working on it um, for a while. And he has been working with Marvel for a little while, too, Nick Spencer, in that he's been writing Astonishing Ant-Man for a while. And I've loved that title. I know, Johnny, you're a big Ant-Man fan. Have you been keeping up with that at all? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I get everyone that comes out. I love um, I love the, the, the world that they're creating. I like that little corner of the universe, you know. He's not, he's not running the Avengers or anything. Um, I, I, I like uh, his cast of characters, so I'm really enjoying Astonishing Ant Man. In fact, it's it's one of the only Marvel titles that I will that that I'm religiously collecting and reading. What's fun about Astonishing Ant Man is is he works with former like D villains, like villains, excuse me, like they're they're not big villains, but they're known villains in the Marvel world, and he's working with them as far as like his is like security company, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, um, Ant-Man solutions. And That's so right. he does, he does, um, he does work with former villains, uh, Grizzly and, oh man, the name of the other guy's going to escape me now, now that I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. I don't remember. Either. Um, <laughs> elect, electric, electric computer man or, or something. Um, yeah. but yeah, he, uh, it, it's essentially setting up home security systems. Um, a lot of public events, performing security, and uh, he runs into uh, a lot of trouble, usually when he's at uh, gigs. Um, that's usually when the villains decide to attack. So, uh, and then there's also a great story going on with his daughter. Yep. Uh, Cassie's conflicted uh, about some uh, recent events. She's not a superhero anymore, so she's kind of uh, you know lamenting not having her powers. So it's it, it's a great story. All around, and there's this overarching storyline right now where there's an app where you can hire a henchman essentially, and you can get like a villain to come help you with an app. It's like Uber for bad guys. Yeah, there's there's two. There was um there was the hench app, and then one other uh, that that showed up momentarily. But the yeah. creator uh, is Power Broker, right? And he's looking like he's going to be the the central villain for. Uh, Scott Lang during this series. Yeah, the last issue I read had Cassie going to get a job there. Um, I don't know if that's a spoiler to you, but that's uh, that's the last issue I read. Anyway, all this to say that Nick Spencer has done great things with that title. I was never an Ant-Man fan. Like, I wouldn't buy the book, I should say. I was an Ant-Man fan. I just would never go buy the book. But once he was announced as the writer, I said, hell yeah, I love Morning Glories. I love Thie- He did a couple issues of Thief of Thieves. I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, he also wrote Iron Man 2.0. He wrote Secret Avengers and the super, Superior Foes of Spider-Man as well. And now he's writing Captain America Steve Rogers. So that was the only interest I had in that book, but I wasn't planning on buying it. Because while Captain America has grown into one of my favorite superheroes because of the movies in the comics, I, I just don't feel the need to buy his book. And that's just me. I mean, I don't think I don't hate the guy, but I just, after the whole split into... Bucky being Captain America for a while, and then Sam Wilson being Captain America, and then now he's coming back, and it's like, I'm kind of tired of it, you know? So I didn't have any interest. And then I go to see Twitter yesterday, Tuesday, or two days ago. Uh, it was yesterday, I think. Yes, Wednesday, new comic book day. And all of these Captain America fans are in an uproar. They are furious because mm. because of the last panel of the book. And spoiler alert, if you have not read the book... Uh, if I, I, you know, this is going to tell you exactly what happens in that book, but uh, I'm sure you've all, if you're listening to this, you probably have all seen it. Um, (laughs) 
this I, I'm not going to give away the, the last panel, but I'm going to tell you what they do in the story. They go back in time. Steve is fighting this this he's in the middle of this fight, and you keep cutting back in time to when he is a child and his mother is in a, an abusive relationship with with Steve's father. And this woman comes along and kind of gets the father to just go cool off. And she takes him aside and takes him out to dinner. And they get to know each other a little bit better. Um, and as she's leave, letting him or leading uh, Steve and his mother back home, they're at the door. She says, oh, you should come to this group that I work with. Uh, it, it's a good excuse for you to get out of the house and kind of just be an adult and be a woman on your own. And and then all that all that to say, in the present time, he gets up in the back of the this helicopter with – uh, a captured, um, what is the name of the professor that's in the Thor movies? Jack Flag. It was it was Jack Flag in the jet. I think the. No, it was Selvig. Eric Selvig. Was it? Yep. Yeah, I was surprised too. Um, because like I said, I haven't been reading those books and. Oh no! Huh. But that the hero was yes. Uh, there was. Oh, okay. He jumped, yeah, sorry, he, I jumped ahead. Yeah, he jumped because Cap's fighting with two other heroes, and I, I again, I don't know the Cap world well enough, but yeah, you're right. Jack Flag is one of them. Um, he's Captain America goes uh, on this helicopter because Selvig's been kidnapped by uh, Baron Mor- uh, Bar- <laughs> Dude, I am losing my mind. Helmet Zemo, Baron Zemo, and uh, Cap jumps on, and they throw Zemo off, and then Cap throws. Uh, U.S. Is it U.S. Agent? Isn't that what I read? I don't know who this dude is, but it's it's Jack Flag. Hang on. See, like I say, I don't know the books that well. Uh, it's Jack. His name is Jack. That's all I know. Uh, anyway, he jumps on. I'm sorry, uh, Zemo's not thrown off. He's just knocked out by Steve. He jumps on to help Steve, who's falling off. And then Steve says, I'm sorry, and throws him off the helicopter. And... At that point, they cut back to the flashback, and you see his mom being handed a flyer to go to a secret meeting of the New York chapter of the Hydra Society. <laughs> so that's back in time when he was a child, and then the last thing you see Steve say is, Hail Hydra. And that's the last panel. So, everybody is upset because now, if you look at it just plain as day from that one book, Steve has been a member of Hydra since he was a child, apparently which I don't buy for a second, to be honest with you. Um, but when I heard this, this this story, that made me buy the book. I'm like, hell <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is awesome! Like, would I be pissed off if Batman all of a sudden said he's best friends with the Joker? No. I'd be like, if they make this work, that's awesome! Let's, let's see it. But I... And it kind of irritates me, all the fans that are like, this isn't the Steve Rogers I know. Like, okay, it's one issue, and it's one panel of the issue that told you this story. You're basing your entire judgment on this, and you're asking for death threats of this writer because of one panel. Not even going to give the guy an opportunity to work out this arc. I don't know. what. When you guys found this out, I'm assuming some of you heard about it before I told this whole story, and... Um, ummed and, mm-hmm. and hemmed and hawed my way through most of the parts of it. Um, what what did you think? I'm going to ask you, Tom. I'm not totally overwhelmed by it. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, let the story play out. Uh, this is it's a different take, 
and I want to see where it goes. But I think what the, the public upcry is, you know, oh, it's Captain America. This is pride and joy. This is, this is our guy, red, white, and blue. He, you know, was created by Jewish writers and now all of a sudden he's a Nazi. I'm reading all that stuff and I'm like, oh. wait, this is a story. You, you let the story play out. You see, don't know where it's going because nobody knows. Maybe he's undercover. Nobody knows that. Right. Yeah. And see that, that part, that part really irritated me because I, you know, Hey, I love everybody. I don't hate anyone. Exactly. And, and to say that this spits in the face of the Jewish creators yeah, of Captain I, America I, I, and of I Jewish people, you're, you're just, you're just throwing all that in there because of one panel. You're, you're, one, you're assuming. Exactly. One panel of one book. You have not seen where this is going. Right. I mean, and Marvel is known for their, you know, counter espionage type deals. And so you, you don't know what's going on. Right. And just, just because he says Hail Hydra doesn't also mean he's been Hydra all. And again, I have avoided all the interviews that they've done with Nick Spencer or the editor of Marvel. Uh, I know he, Spencer has said, this isn't a clone. This is Captain America, the Captain America that we've all known and loved, but you're going to want to keep reading. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, Keep reading. Right. Don't make judgments. Right. Like it, it's a story, a work of fiction, people. It, thank you. I don't know. All right, uh, JD. I'm with you. I'm I'm totally with you on that. JD, being the the lesser of the versed in comics, I want to know what you think. I mean, I heard about this like from Twitter because everyone I knew was freaking out, and of course, like Twitter mentions or something was dumb. Yeah. But like. And I think they do have to look at this in like a bigger picture. Like, like I do a hundred percent agree with you that like keep reading on. Like there might be some like crazy twist or something that's going to change everything. And yeah. that and this was just for shock value. Like people okay. are going to get talking. Yeah, yeah like, you're right. You're right. I'm going to interrupt you for one second because you keep don't don't forget your train of thought. But like, okay, you're good. I the same person that brought up the the, the Jewish factor and, and the Nazi factor to on Twitter also said this is clickbait, and I'm like. Not necessarily clickbait. It's shock no. value. It's exactly. it's fiction, and it worked. I bought it yeah. because of it. Like literally, yeah. The writers are amazing. The fact that we're talking about this on like like at all is awesome. Like they right. did what they wanted to do. They wanted to make an impact, and they did. Right, and it and at the cost of the character, not at all. I don't think at no. all because you have to let it play out. And if it ends up being a stupid ending, fine. I still will keep issue one and think that was awesome. All right. Dave, Dave, we, we, we've heard this comment before controversy creates cash and right there that created cash because this got people. Now they're not just going to buy, not just going to buy issue one. They're going to buy issue two, might three and four just to see where this is going. Right. The casual fan is now interested. Exactly. The diehard fan is like, I want to read it now just because of all the controversies. <laughs> Someone who doesn't like superhero comics is willing to pick this up right. to see what's going to go on. What's fantastic about it is I, I, I was like, Oh, that's a cool ending before I bought it. I thought, I, when it, I read that, when I read the whole synopsis of it, I thought this is different. Yeah. This is, they're doing something different that now. Okay. Cause cap is cap's been pretty van- vanilla for me. Yeah, I love the, I love this I love the character he what he represents, but he's been kind of vanilla, mm-hmm. kind of like Superman, you know, same thing. But now you've you've entered another aspect of this character that now oh wait you got my attention right. And if you read the issue all the way through, it's a good issue. Like I I thought the ending was great, and I'm like oh whatever. And then I was like I'm gonna go buy it. I went and bought it. I read it and loved 
all of it. It in throughout it, there's this this narrative that Steve is giving, and it's like that's still Steve talking. Like he's a hero. He's a good guy. He's the Boy Scout. You know, like this. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Like you, you're just. I don't know. JD, did you have more to say? No, honestly, okay. I, like I just, I honestly like they they did what they set out to do. They got the hardcore people to talk about it, and they have casual people wanting to read it because of the controversy. Right, right, Johnny, what do you got? Um, well, I I agree that the that the fans are being uh, uh, ridiculous. It's a little, it's a little. I mean, death threats to writers are are, are always insane, and and I feel like they happen more and more just because people want to. Do it for the shock value, right? Writers, um, athletes, all of that. Yeah, it just—I mean, it—it's it, almost like the thing to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do sympathize with the fans it, to sure. an extent. I understand. I mean, that's their favorite character. They got a Captain America book because they wanted to read a Captain America story, and it went a direction in which they didn't expect it. Um, and it's going to grab new people, and it's going to push other people away. I mean, the same thing happened with um, Spider-Man and Superior Spider-Man, right? When Slot killed off Peter and brought Otto on as the new Spider-Man. Now, I I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Superior Spider-Man fan. I love the character, and I love the series, and I, I really want to see him return someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but that grabbed me. I wasn't a Spider-Man reader. I'm a fan of Spider-Man, but I don't read their books. And it wasn't until I heard, oh, holy crap, Otto Octavius is the new Spider-Man. I'm in. And that brought me on board. Um, and I, I'm, a, I'm a much larger Spider-Man fan in the end. So... I see the appeal to the writers. It's shock value. It's going to bring on new people. Um, it's okay. I mean, it, it's going to resolve itself. There's not much really in comics that happens anymore with certain exceptions like Rebirth. Um, <laughs> we'll get but there's there. not – yeah, there's not really much that happens in the comics that that, um, that that doesn't resolve itself in a way that's been resolved before. Right. Or I've that- heard a couple of fan theories – Captain America's going to go back to being Captain America. Whenever this story's over, he's going to be normal Steve Rogers, non-Hydra agent Captain America again. Mm-hmm. Just see your way through the story, fans. Just make it through. Perhaps it's a really great story, and it's going to carry issues forward to create even better Captain America stories in the future. Right. So I'm interested. I'll pick it up and read it now uh, just, <laughs> just because of all the controversy. I am interested in seeing where they go with it. But yeah, the, the fans, come on, come on, guys, chill out, relax. It's okay. <laughs> it's right. sad. It's the, sad when your favorite character is changed or gone. I can sympathize with that 100%. Yeah. But just, just wait it out. Be patient. Just see. It just came out yesterday. I mean, we still, we've got months <laughs> for this story to play out. Yeah, it's issue one. And what most comic books arcs are like six issues long, if that. I mean, if that's the shortest. At a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Superior Spider-Man was 32 plus issues. Right. And that was a great run for anyone who hasn't read it. Superior Spider-Man is phenomenal. There you go. And now we can sell more Marvel. We're not paid by Marvel, by the way. Let me just put that out there. Well, and you mentioned, you know, the just this Superior Spider-Man. I mean, go back to when Ben Riley was introduced. People went mm-hmm. nuts. Oh, I mean, right. Yes, they did. Nobody wanted that. I mean, but then it <laughs> still it still all played out. Just you gotta let you gotta let gotta let it work out. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's move on. Uh, we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it cap uh, related. Uh, earlier this week, a hashtag movement was also introduced. 
uh, I guess I'll call it. It's a fan movement. It's not anything <laughs> anything out of <laughs> anything out of Marvel. It wasn't. I I couldn't tell you what sparked it. I don't know enough. I just know what it made me feel inside. And it's the <laughs> it's the hashtag give Captain America a boyfriend. Now there was the give Elsa a girlfriend hashtag a while back for Frozen fans, which again I thought, why does Elsa need a relationship like? She was a cool character beforehand. Like, what? Why, what are we doing here? Well, that started from the voice actress. Oh, did it? Um, yeah, yeah. She she mentioned in an interview, or you know what? I could be wrong. Maybe the timing's off, but I do know for sure she mentioned in an interview that she would like to see Elsa um, have a girlfriend in the next movie. Okay. Uh, you know what? Whatever. I'm fine with it. I don't care. Uh, to me, it, well, I, that even makes more sense than ca- give Cap a boyfriend. Then, like, <laughs> this just started out of that's, absolutely that's, nowhere. Right, right. Like, give Elsa a girlfriend could make sense because it's nothing. They they can explore that that because it's not changing anything. Like you can you can do that. You you wouldn't be changing seventy five plus years of history. Maybe if Chris Evans dropped the hashtag give Cap a <laughs> right, boyfriend, yeah. then then maybe there'd be some weight to it. Perhaps then I we'd just, have a story. Yeah. Um, but okay. So there's that, that, that I'll cry now again, I, all for equality, you know, yay, let's, let's do it. Let's include everyone, all that good stuff. But no, I'm, I'm all (laughs) against it. If they want to, no, I I can't, no, I just, no, (laughs) I, I, I'm going to let, okay, go ahead, JD, go. I've got so much to say about this and like, as someone who is a gay male, I think this is ridiculous. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't like, I think there's a point where you need to stop shoehorning characters who are LGBT into stuff just for the sake of, just for the sake of having something to do. Mm-hmm. Like if cap would have like been from the beginning gay, like go ahead, do it. But like, there's no reason to change him now after everything. Like, Remember when Thor was changed to a female? Like how like just weird that was. Like it's not Again, the fact that a, another like, it was another outcry. Right. Yeah. How like, how? It, how do you do that? How? Yeah, and it just doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense for Cap to have a boyfriend considering his past relationships. And like I get that everyone's like, Oh my god, him and Bucky would be so good. But they're best friends. They they're, love each other unconventional because they're essentially family. They're brothers. They're all they have left. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how like, I don't know hmm. how Captain America is going to have time to find a boyfriend if he's so busy going on Hydra missions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not going to have the like, time. Uh, I guess me, I guess he be could, no one he could download no the guy app, wants to date someone some, from Hydra. <laughs> hire some <laughs> fellow villains. I see what you out, did there. Out for a night. Ah, yeah, you see. Nicely. <laughs> I like I like JD's comment too. Hydra <laughs> Hydra Hydra males are not attractive. <laughs> it's, it's a big turn off. Uh, no, what about what about Bob, agent of Hydra? He's all right. <laughs> yeah, I saw Bob checking you out the other day. Like, <laughs> like really? Like how would? Uh, I love it. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I. Oh, okay. My problem is you're erasing three relationships that are very important to that character, and I typically don't like to pigeonhole people to ships like being important to that character, but these are for this character. Uh, Peggy Carter in the movies is extremely important to Steve Rogers in the films. Very important. And that character is huge because of those movies. 
Uh, and then now Sharon Carter in that movie is going to be important. They've built that relationship up too. And Sharon Carter in the comics is his, the love of his life. He says it in Steve Rogers issue number one. Like she's there in the book. That's the love of his life. It's a very important relationship that's gone on for a very long time. And as JD said, his relationship with Bucky is not a relationship that is involved with, 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 with feelings of that nature. It's, is there's no sexuality right, in it. Like right. they're brothers essentially. They're, yes. And that's what it needs to be. That relationship needs to be that. If you want to give him a different boyfriend, maybe we, no, we can't, we can't talk about it. I just, I just, if no, but like, I, and I think it can be tastefully done, but at this point, like if it's a fan outcry, it's going to be shoehorned in right. unless the creators want it to be that way. And they have an idea for it. It shouldn't happen. I, I think it's gonna. I think it's nothing. I think it's gonna wind up being nothing. It'll be a, a topic Good. for a little while because it'll be fun to talk about, and 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 we're having fun talking about it. But it's. I think it's inevitably gonna amount to nothing. It's. Um, it. it, it, it you, you guys make great points. It doesn't make sense. It makes. Right. It makes zero sense to change a character. I'm all for equality. Like if you want to create a a um, powerful and and moving character who is gay. Then create that character. You don't take an existing character and shoehorn that feature into them. That doesn't that doesn't bring any weight to to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it to me it devalues um, someone's sexuality. Then yeah, right. Like if you all of a sudden say, oh, we're gonna make Captain America gay when he's been you know straight for since he came out, you know, since the comic came out. Then it's, it's, it's trying to bring attention to a point that inevitably is going to be negative. Yeah. Just because of how people interpret it. It's negative because it, it, it's an unnecessary change and people will outcry it. And I think it hurts. In a way, I think it hurts the cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Bless you to whoever sneezed in the background. Yeah, you know what? I think it's it's so funny that there was such public outcry, you know, oh, I can't believe Cap's a Nazi. Oh, but now Cap's gay. Wait, which one do you want? You can't have both. But at the same time, but at the same time, I, I understand him being a Nazi more than him being gay because that is more understandable within the story because he has had relationships. You can't just can't just change the whole thing. There's panels of Steve Rogers hanging out with Red Skull trying to prove, exactly. trying to prove he's a member of Hydra. Exactly. So <laughs> you can't just the, – the, the people – you know, there's such an outcry, such an outcry. Stop with the outcries. You know, pick and choose what do you want. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with either way, but this way <laughs> is better. And I, I, just, I just don't understand why people can't just – understand yeah. story writing right right i go back i i wrote a piece on the website uh, you can find it somehow i you know search for it i don't know uh, right now i can't think of how you can find it but i wrote it a while ago when the wally west change was made and he was turned into an african-american boy mm-hmm. and there was a big outcry about it and personally for me i didn't mind it because as long as the character was the same or at least the the important factors of that character were kept the same. It, it didn't matter what color he was, what race he was, what sex he was. I didn't care. Um, but no, but he so wasn't. He wasn't Wally. I understand that now. But then at the same time, that's when they did the Thor change, 
And that's also real right before, or maybe at the same time that they changed the, the post. We talked about it in the X-Men book, but Iceman being, being gay um, in the X-Men. And so there was a lot of change going on uh, mm-hmm. within the, Mar- that's pretty much just the Marvel world. And then one DC character. But okay, we're gonna move on after. Not just one DC character; they changed Alan Scott too. I mean, oh right, Alan Scott a, was a it was it was a total oh, different yeah. change in character right. from a Golden Age character, Earth Two. And I think I go back to the, the interview I saw with Michelle Rodriguez when she said, "You know, they, they want to cast for sexuality and oh, racial. No, create. Yeah, right, right." For, Sorry, guys. Agreed. For Tom's Tom breaking up there for a second. Uh, real quick before we move on, uh, we did mention this in our in our when we were discussing what we were going to talk about tonight earlier, and Jenny wanted to give her two cents, so I'm going to do my best Jenny impersonation uh, by just reading her words and not impersonating her at all. Um, it's a superhero story! Exclamation do it. point. Impersonate. I, I can't. Uh, I want to hear it. Nope. They are supposed to be. I could try to do it as as Michael Caine. <laughs> No, do it. no, no, just do, do it. Normal Dave. No, no we do time it for this. All right, all right. Do all it right. three different ways. <laughs> right. Let me do. Let me, can I get three takes? All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's a superhero story. They're supposed to be saving the world from bad guys, not trying to get laid. Captain America does not need a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Double Arg. Are fourteen-year-olds nope. ruling or what? And that's it. That's what she had to say. And I add, I'm Michael Kine. Double R, um, such a Jenny move. Right, right, and then Justin <laughs> JD, such a Jenny move. And then powerful and moving. Justin chimed. Justin chimed in with, "I'm with Jenny on that. It's bullcrap." And then I believe Matt also from Two Broke Geeks said, uh, "To suddenly erase all the important history of Cap in favor of placating a weird Tumblr fetish would turn me off Marvel forever." <laughs> and then he said, "The good news is that Marvel won't go for it, which is a hundred percent true." Marvel's not going to do that. Yeah, they. I, I don't see them changing it. I did put out on Twitter that we were going to be talking about this, and I did get a response. It was, again, last minute when I did this, uh, so we, we didn't get many responses. But I did get one from uh, Twitter name Ostrich. <laughs> um, what? He said, as uh, he replied in about Rebirth, which we're going to talk about in a second here, uh, I'm indifferent. I think the inclusion of a legacy character in the Cap title being revealed as gay would be especially cool, though. So he's not talking about Cap, but somebody involved with Cap being gay. Right. And that's that's something they could explore, too. He said uh, about Rebirth, which we're going to talk about next, fantastic, the best thing for DC Comics since 52. Not new 52, since 52. That can get confusing sometimes. Uh, okay, so let us know what you think about any of those Captain America topics at Atomic Geekdom. Hit us up or just reply to the comments on this post on AtomicGeekdom.com. And, you know, we're not here to offend it. We I think we have everything uh, aside from the Jewish nation covered on this podcast. JD being a gay man and represented here. Um, I, I, you know. I, I'm representative I, of everyone. Right. Every I, single person in my view. No. I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see why Captain America being Hydra would offend all the Jewish people, but I guess I, 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 I don't know. I'm not Jewish. So maybe, maybe it is a hot topic. for them. <coughs> Well, speaking, speaking of well, would Hydra the, even the, let the, Cap the, join the if he was gay? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hi, Hydra's Nazis. Yeah. The, the Nazis, the Nazis did kind of kill the Jews. That's what the problem was, was some of those people. Yeah. 
Yeah, Tom. Tom, we're losing you. He's he's a Jewish cre- uh, created created. He, he was created by his writers were Jewish, and now all of a sudden he's a Nazi. That's right. where the problem lies. I get it. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So yes. Also this week. Now you get it fast. All right. Stop talking, Tom. Okay. Got to got to rein him in sometimes. Uh, yes. So this week also released was DC Rebirth number one, or just the Rebirth book. Yes. Oh, one man is extremely excited, and I can tell you why. Having just read it moments before going on air tonight, I really mm. had to had to fight for time to get to read this book, even though I've had it since midnight Tuesday, you know, Wednesday night, Wednesday morning ish. Uh, I, I wanted to get caught up on all the Justice League books before the Rebirth, so I knew what happened. Um, I loved the dark side stuff that the, the justice league was doing the, the, was it dark side war? Dark side war. Yeah. Yep. I loved it. I loved every part of it. And then the, even the ending, the last like three issues are narrated by wonder woman and it was done very well. Uh, I thought, I don't know. Did anybody else read it? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Cool. <laughs> All right. I know, I know uh, what happened, but I, I haven't read it. Read it. Sure. Sure. So the aftermath of that leads to rebirth. The aftermath being, uh, Darkseid is Darkseid is killed, and then brought back as a child. I know it's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's weird. Uh, but he's also imbued with the power of the uh, Metron's chair. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. I know. Uh, and so he becomes Darkseid again, and not a baby. And then when they kill him, this shockwave is sent out throughout the universe, and one person feels it. Um, and that person would be Johnny Wally West, the real pre fifty two Wally West, red hair, freckles, kid flash suit, yeah. was the Flash for a while, married to Linda Park West, has two kids, <laughs> Jay and Iris. I mean, the, the Wally West is back. He, welcome back, kid. Johnny is oh. Johnny is pumped. <laughs> but, I'm so excited. They took him away from me, and now Jeff Johns is finally bringing him back, and and in glory, like. This this issue is amazing, and, and and Kid Flash is at the center of it. What's and yeah? What's 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 fantastic? What I thought was weird is because he is Kid Flash, and I'm like, what's going on here? Why wouldn't he be older? And they kind of talk about why. Um, but if if you go through the New Fifty Two, a lot of things are different, but a lot of things are the same. But part of it is it's a fresh start, so a lot of these people are heroes for the first time, uh, learning learning the world. But some of the things are still the same, like. Barbara Gordon was Oracle at one point, and now she can walk again. So that that whole thing with with the Joker and the Killing Joke happened, but it happened already. But what didn't happen is there was no Teen Titans, and there was no Wally West or Kid Flash Wally West. There is a Wally West, which they explained amazingly in this book, Rebirth, of why there are two Wally Wests, same name, one white, one black. It's crazy. But they yep. ex- they explained it, <laughs> and it works. Wally West the second and third. Right, right. Their their two uncles had this named them for the same per- after the same person. That's it. The end. And they both have the speed force. So uh, anyway, uh, also what wasn't apparent is you know there's really no Adam in the New Fifty Two. There's really no. This is what I gleaned from Rebirth right away. There's, there's no talk of the Adam. There's also no talk much of Blue Beetle. Either one, Ted Cord or Jaime Reyes. And right away in this book, front and center. They're right there. And so is Dr. Fate for some reason, which they, they kind of tease you with that. Uh, also, 
uh, aftermath from the Dark Side War is Wonder Woman has a twin brother named Jason. Let that sink in a little bit. Yep. All right, everyone every with me now? Wonder Woman has a boy uh, relative of a brother. Yeah. Okay. Yep. From- Jason Jason Woman, I think his name is. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jason Prince. Uh, yeah, oh, Jason, that's yeah. why he hasn't been on podcast forever. Right, yeah. Mike's <laughs> been busy. I, yes, Wonder Woman is my cousin, and just, so is Jason, yep. apparently. There it is. There it is. Weird. Uh, no, but yes, an Amazon boy, apparently. Uh, now she's on the hunt to find out where he is. It's it's a big to do. It's a huge thing. Anyway, back to Rebirth. Um, they they kind of go over the other things that were missing too, and the fact that uh, which I thought was beautifully done is the fact that Green Arrow and Black Canary never dated, but they feel like something's missing in their life, which is awesome because those two need to be together. And in New Fifty Two, they weren't. They didn't really share many panels, if at all. So that was cool to see. Anyway, what Rebirth did is kind of wash away New 52 without getting rid of it. It still happened. It's still there. And what Wally West is trying to do, he's trapped in the Speed Force, pretty much about to be destroyed by the Speed Force, unless he can find something to hold on to, somebody that remembers him and can pull him back in. And the first person he goes to is Batman, which I think was great. He goes to Batman, who Batman is searching for the Joker, because while he was sitting on Metatron's chair, he asked the question, who is the Joker? Because to this day, nobody knows the identity of the Joker. And the chair told him, and that answer, spoiler alert, if you have not read it yet, is there are three Jokers. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Exactly. So now he's trying to find out what the hell that means. And so, and he's confronted by this version of Wally West and Wally tells him to talk to Barry about the letter that your father gave you again. Now you have to go read flashpoint to figure out what that is or watch the, the animated movie that tells you enough of the story. I think for you to figure mm-hmm. this out a great book, great movie, do it now. You're going to want to, if you're going to want to watch season three of the flash. Yes. Yeah. Can we have like a legitimate, like big budget movie with three different jokers? That honestly sounds like the craziest shit ever. Like, like, honestly, three different versions of the Joker. Yeah. Did that just get your attention? Like, you're like, oh, I'm in. (laughs) No, no, seriously. Like, the Joker and Harley Quinn are like my favorite villains ever. So, three Jokers. Oh my God. Well, side side note, JD, I don't know if you heard this or not, but Harley is going to get a solo movie of sorts on her own, but with a ton, a slew of DC female characters as well. I've heard about it. I'm super excited for it as long as the portrayal of Harley Quinn is good in Suicide Squad. Right. I, I'm like, hearing, hearing good things, man. I'm hearing good things. Yeah. I, me too. I'm excited. Like, if Margot Robbie. <laughs> Like does good. Like I'm, I'm gonna be well, so pumped for a Harley Quinn movie. I'll say this: she's made. I'm, I'm fairly certain she was made producer of this Harley Quinn thing. Eek! See yeah, that gets me excited. So, gets me excited. I think, I think she knows. I think she's done the research and she's passionate about this character. But anyway, back to Rebirth. Uh, Johnny, I'm gonna since you, this is your guy. Go. Mm. Oh man, Rebirth. Um. Oh, again, rebirth. Eighty pages. It was da- 80, Eighty pages. Two ninety nine. I mean, you can't go wrong. Two ninety. Yeah, DC is going back to two ninety nine. Thank God. 
Good for them. <laughs> Hope they stick to it this time. But but the flaw there is a lot of these books are twice monthly. Ah, uh, that's where they get you. Yep, that's where they get you. And we'll go through the um, list. We'll go through the list when we're done talking about it. So like, I I feel like this book was damn near perfection. Um, <laughs> it felt like a big event, like it should. It did. It, it New Fifty Two lost a lot of people. I know it gained people, but overall, New Fifty Two, if you were to rate it, wasn't a success. Um, I'll, I'll go on the record right now. I love New Fifty Two, but go ahead. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm super right. happy that you like it. <laughs> I really dislike New Fifty Two. I pretty much stopped reading everything that was DC. Let me let me at that let me, point. Let me tell you what I liked. I liked Justice League. I mm-hmm. liked Batman with with Snyder and Capullo. Uh, I actually I shouldn't say I liked it. I loved Batman with Snyder and Capullo. Um, I liked a lot of the Bat books, so like Red Hood and Outlaws, which then became Red Hood and Arsenal, and then I also liked. Um, Nightwing and then Batgirl when it was done by Gail Simone. After that, I stopped reading it. And then I also loved um, what's the book I'm th- forgetting? Uh, oh, Grayson. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. De- de- decent stories came out of it. I- I'm not going to say that everything about it was bad because I don't think everything about it was bad. The, right. the one shining light to me was, was Aquaman when it first came oh, out because sure. Aqu- Aquaman was excellent. Jeff Johns. Um, uh, for me personally, I disliked it. I didn't like the direction they were taking, and I think this book addressed that. Jeff Johns has done a bunch of interviews, and they even say it directly in the book. Wally West said that um, whoever stole that time from them didn't really steal 10 years, and, and that's the story is that 10 years of time was stolen out of the DC universe, um, that it was love that was stolen. And, and I think it, it's just a, a phenomenal way to address this. Um, because for me, it really had, when new 52 came out, I, I, I lost my joy, I guess. Everything was darker. Everything was grittier, too many changes. Well, not to Batman and Green Lantern, of course, but, (laughs) right. But, but but there there was a lot of stuff and it's almost like to me, they tried to, they tried to get on Marvel's level, um, during that time when Marvel was all about producing the dark stuff. So anyway, Wally West comes back talking about how the world is different, things are missing, love is missing in, in the DC world. Ten years of time has been, has been uh, taken away from them. And they don't know – he doesn't know where it went. He just knows that it went somewhere. He also knows that it wasn't Barry's fault. Um, at one point, that gets addressed. He and Barry are talking, he's, and he's explaining the events of Flashpoint, and Barry says, is it my fault? And Wally says, no. Like Flashpoint is your fault, but this this situation right here is not your fault. There's another player at work. Someone's done this. Yeah, the, an, an an individual, a power or an entity, has done this. And are we getting into who that was? Because that was big. Well, yeah. I mean, spoilers for those that have not read Rebirth yet, which you should. Um, yeah, go for it. S- super spoilers. Um, so. Well, they they hint at it at the beginning, like he visits an old man. Yeah, at the the very beginning, um, it it starts out with a watch that is being uh, taken apart. I think it was taken apart. Yeah. Um, At the at the end of the book, after Wally and Barry are talking and discussing what it what it could have potentially been, the panels start cutting out from Earth and it gets farther and farther to Earth and it starts zooming in on Mars, and you get no. You, you you get no um, 
That's in the epilogue. Icons. So you get no figures in it. Yeah, it's in the epilogue. Right you get after... no figures in it. There are no characters. Right. Um, but uh, you see a watch that is very slowly. I think it's being put together. Uh, but I could be misremembering. Essentially, it's about a watch, and all the pieces are either coming together or coming apart. And then you get those last lines from Watchmen, mm-hmm. where Ozymandias is asking um, Dr. Is. Manhattan if he did the right thing. Right. I have it. I'll read it. Uh, uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Not ready for primetime players. Here we go. Uh, I did the right thing, didn't I? It all worked out in the end. In the end, nothing ends, Adrian. Nothing ever ends. And it's the, 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 the minutes to midnight clock with the, the blood from the Watchmen smiley face button. Yeah, Batman finds the, the little button. Um, right, Batman's in the Batcave. He's like staring at the letter from Thomas Wayne that Barry brought back with him from Flashpoint. And he's looking at it, and then you know Barry and, and Wally are talking over it. Like you see their voice bubbles talking about it. And you, you see Batman in the Batcave just looking at things. Like he uses his grappling hook and goes down the wall, down the cave further. He digs into the wall and pulls out the button with the smiley face and the blood over the eye. And it's over the words that Wally says, we're being watched. Yeah. So, so essentially what they're setting up is, is I, they're, they're pinpointing that Dr. Manhattan from the Watchmen is the one that's responsible for the missing time in the DC universe, which is risky, super risky. Yes. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of people who, who don't like it just right off the bat. This is this is Captain America being a Hydra agent and and dating mm-hmm. Bucky. Right. Like all together. People, yeah. People aren't going to they're not. People are not happy about this. There's some that are OK. I'm OK with it as long as they tread lightly. Right. I cause... don't want the Watchmen universe to merge with DC. I'm totally OK with something like Dr. Manhattan at the end of Watchmen says maybe I'll create life. Goes off, does his own thing, and then is able to interact with the DC universe mm-hmm. in in on his own. Like that, I'd be okay with. There are other ways to play with it, but I don't want the universes merged. Either way, at this point, because I'm not judging, I'm gonna wait. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, uh, Tom, I'd be interested to know what you think of all that. I'm interested the way they brought the Watchmen in, the way it played out, reading about it, you know, the finding the button. And Dr. Manhattan, it really does explain a lot if he's running it. But how do you explain him being the big bad? I mean, and then he's defeated. What are you going to do? Another rebirth? Another New 52 or whatever? I I don't think they can. Like, they have to wait, I think, at least, what, uh, New 52 was 2007? No, later than that, like 2010, 9? I don't know. It's been like five or six years. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't know I, I, how long this is going to go out, but you know the big bad, as we've read, is going to be Dr. Manhattan, apparently. But how is that going to affect the other characters? And I love The Watchmen. The Watchmen is one of my favorite char- comic books ever. Well, there's a lot of stories that are being planted in this in rebirth there's 80 pages worth like there's a lot of seeds that are being planted in there like uh superman's disappearance uh the appearance of superman lois or clark lois and their son john yeah see i didn't i I was not keeping up on a lot of the new 52 stuff so when i read up on it i didn't know things were happening like the two green lanterns that that was new to me what two green lanterns 
Simon the Baz two, and oh, the other yeah, and Jessica Cruz. Yeah, uh, Jessica yeah, that Cruz. was new to me. I didn't know that. And well, just what's cool reading, is reading what I read. What's supposed to move forward? There's a lot that I'm kind of interested in, but. I was interested in Jessica Cruz when she was powering, like she got sucked into the powering thing during um, a different storyline of the Justice League. Uh, power, power ring being the Green Lantern version yes. on of the crime syndicate. Yeah. And it kind of feeds, it makes you fearful. It doesn't feed on willpower. It makes you afraid. And the thing that was inside it died and Jessica Cruz inherited a Green Lantern ring, which now there's another human Green Lantern in this sector, which they make reference to like why do they need another one which is going to be right. explored in the green lanterns book um i assume but anyway uh okay then jd as a casual observer how does all this sound to you uh, honestly i'm just confused yeah <laughs> like, it's a lot like, it's a lot to take in like so i'm just gonna continually be a casual observer and <laughs> keep it at that but he is gonna go out and buy captain america steve rogers number one Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Before we wrap up, these are the new titles for the DC Rebirth event that are coming out uh, over the next month or a couple months. Uh, There's Titans one. And that's going to be about the teen Titans that uh, following if, if you have not read and you should is the Titans hunt six, seven issue run. Very good book. Um, that talks about these Titans where they forget that they were teen Titans together and they start having these memories <sighs> and somebody's hunting them. And so that's like, uh, Dick Grayson, um, uh, Arsenal, Roy Harper, Diana, uh, not Diana, uh, Donna Troy, uh, Aqualad and others. But yeah, so Titans number one is a book. The Flash with Wally West with Wally West. Yes. The Flash number one with Barry. Uh, Batman number one, which looks interesting. Uh, I won't be buying it, but Tom King's the writer, and I like Tom King. And David Finch is the artist, and he's a great artist. Uh, Teen Titans number one, wherein the leader of Teen Titans is Damian Wayne, and the members are Starfire, uh, Beast Boy, looks like Raven, and Kid Flash of the other Wally, which is cool. Green Lantern's number one, which is Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. And those two are fighting each other, apparently, it looks like, in the cover. Written by Sam Humphreys, which is good. Green Arrow, number one. He's got the goatee back. And Black Canary is right there with him on the cover. Gotta love that. Aquaman, number one. Those are, so far, I think all of these are shipping twice monthly. No. Batman is Green Lanterns. Green Arrow is not. Aquaman is shipping twice monthly, though. That's a good one. Uh, Wonder Woman, number one, written by Greg Rucka, who wrote one of the best Wonder Woman books, The Heikatia. Uh, go check that out if, if, if you, if you can, uh, that's going to be twice monthly. Suicide Squad, number one, twice monthly. Action Comics, number 957. That's right. They're going back to the old numbering. Mm. That'll be twice monthly written by Dan Jurgens. Superman, number one, twice monthly. And that's all I got for that list. That was all at the back of the Rebirth issue number one. So, all right. Close out the conversation on Rebirth. Any other comments you want to say? I'm super excited. Uh, I think it's um, definitely, like Jeff John said, a return to form. Obviously, I'm over the moon about uh, Wally West returning. And he's got a sick new outfit. I can't wait to see those stories. I've I'm reinvested in D.C., 
I was totally, I, I was done with DC before, but Rebirth has brought me back on board. So I'm looking forward to picking up more than just one or two issues. Nice. All right. Tom. Well, Jeff John, Jeff John said he wants to bring hope and uh, hope and life again to the universe where in the past where the new 52 and even before that was all about, it was so dark. So what I've read is that this new, the new rebirth is somehow to bring, you know, hope and life back into the DC universe. So that, it'd be cool. I mean, I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for that conversation. Let's, uh, I'm going to talk to something that JD probably would like to talk about for a second. Uh, we won't okay. say it, we won't say any spoilers cause I don't want to, but I'm going to just say something and then JD can react. Uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Last episode. Yeah, it was it was good. I I teared up a lot. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, has everyone seen it here? Or well, that's, does, why, it, that's why I'm saying we're not good. It's just like I I have a love hate relationship with Game of Thrones. I think when the highs like when they're doing good stuff, it's so so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. It's the best television show that's ever been created. But there are some lows, and it. There are some lows. <laughs> that ep- I loved and, everything about that episode, though. No, that episode it was one of the best in series in the series. I think. And, uh, Honestly, this season has been very good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yes. Jon Snow versus Ramsay. I'm into that. All very into it. Yeah. Super into it. It's gonna be just. I think that's gonna be a very great finale for this season. Ooh. Yeah, let's hope they get there. Yeah, also Daenerys, whatever she's doing, nuts. Yeah, right. It's nuts. Yeah. Like like the episode before last, honestly, my jaw was dropping as she was talking to people. I was like, uh-uh, this can't be good. Yeah, like, right. Like, oh, you guys are, are in trouble. Yeah, you are um, screwed. Okay, uh, according to Lionsgate CEO, uh, there could be seven Power Rangers movies coming. What? Yep. Okay, then. Yeah. Prepare my wallet. Yeah. Because oh, I'll yeah. see every single you're one. You're going to go to all your JD <laughs> psyched. He's in. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm down. I'll yeah. see him. I'll see one. We'll see where it goes from there. I'm with JD. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like, why not? Like, Power all Rangers in. was my childhood. Let's Ch- go. Yeah. Do it. Chips to and the middle. Just- they're just they're just movies. I mean, they're not hurting anyone by. It's just like Transformers. Yeah. Like even even if they're not good, there are going to be things to to take out of them. And and I every, almost some every people will like them. To me is bad. Oh my god! Exactly. Oh my there god! Wait, wait. Them. I need I need everybody to stop, Johnny. Oh my god! Thank you for coming on this crew because you are going to be the only one that agrees with me with certain things on movies because they're all a lot of them. They're so critical. Oh, and you. You, oh, you know, I love the Transformers movies. Uh, I love dumb stuff. JD, you're you're with me. I mean, it's just like, other. No, I, it's I so critical on everything. It's like so nitpicky. Thank you, yeah. Johnny. For yeah, let's go. You, me, and JD, we're gonna take over this shit. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> the first Transformers movie is like one of my favorite movies ever because oh it's my just God. so fun. Oh my it's God. so much fun. Uh, it's they don't, so they don't ridiculous. have to be good. Like that that's no. Michael Bay's yes. thing. Michael it's Bay about, has made maybe two good movies. Like actually it, good movies. The it's rest about of his movies entertainment are just value. Super fun. Exactly. Okay. Fine. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Oh, yeah. 
but stop, Hyde, Dave. Stop. <laughs> stop. Of stop. Stop, Dave. Stop, Dave. Stop it. Transformers <laughs> two, three, and four were not fun. At oh, all. Three, three was yeah. good. Two and four were a little rough. A little rough. And by a the little Mark rough, Wal- I mean, they weren't very good. <laughs> the Mark Wahlberg movie is inexcusable. Like, good God. Yeah. I, I so, don't yeah, know. Age of Extinction was any of my least good. favorite. I really don't think any of them are good movies. No. I, but that's I not why I buy the it isn't bad. I well, honestly it's don't okay. Think- but I don't yeah, the think first it's one like is a, not a bad movie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it under the category of good movie. I would. Okay. They're, they're all under the category of fun. Like I'm. I'm excited for the future of the Transformers movies because I because I don't care. They're not going to hurt me by making the movie. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy it. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a podcast soon. Maybe. I love Johnny. I love Johnny. Yeah, he's nice. on. He's on my side. Yes. I'll I love you what? too, Tom. The, Tom, it, the thing no, is, it, yeah, it's a movie. If, if you like it, you like it. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean it has to be may, mean anything. I just like it. Yeah, we're gonna do a podcast but very Dave, soon. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. It's like you have to admit though. Like some things are just fun to watch. Like the Scream yes. TV series. It's not a good TV series, but it's fun to watch because it's terrible. See, my I, daughter, I would disagree my, there. But... <laughs> my daughter is so excited for season two. She was telling me earlier. She's Tom, like, me and my sister are well stoked. Tom, you could you could direct your daughter to tomagigman.com as JD will be taking everyone through season two of Scream. She I, was, I honestly, if she you want me to, I will. Because it's I, you, ridiculous. You asked. I said you could. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> There's like very few moments where she'll try to high five me, and she's like, "Oh, scream two coming up. Let's JD, go." Like JD knows. Is, I try. Like it, it's not good, but like. There's some parts where I just, like, get so engrossed in me and my sister, like, this has no right to, like, I don't have a right to want to watch this. I yeah. should hate it, but well, I don't. Yeah, me and JD talked about it. We we got through uh, together. Uh, we, we talked about, like, uh, most of the season. I, I dropped off. Like, I, just, I stopped. Mm-hmm. But I, I told them there were two characters I liked. Do you remember which two they were? Yeah, China and the geek guy. China. Oh no, I didn't like it's China. The, I didn't like China. I like I like the geek guy and the the hot ditzy girl. Yeah, the hot ditzy girl. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think. Do you want to know what happens in the end? I know they both survived. Yeah. Do you want to know who the killers are? Uh, I think you told me, but remind me. No. It's the oh spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen the Scream TV Tom's series. Tom's freaking it's out over there. Like, Tom's Tom plugged I'm me. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. Shut oh, up. Okay. It's it was the the reporter girl, the woman who did the podcast, <laughs> right, the blogger, yeah, 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 the blogger, and then Aubrey was a second killer, the biggest plot twist this whole time. The main character, <laughs> yeah. So they did a scream four. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it, was, it was just ridiculous, uh, and it was, have, like I'm excited to see where it goes. Though, of course to be you honest. are. Of course you are. That's awesome. All right. Have well, you yeah, guys- I, I did. I did tell Dave I had a question. Oh, hang, Watching- on. Oh. hang on, hang on, hang on, Johnny. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna ask. I, I, I was. I was gonna further uh, talk yeah. about movies that are um, bad, but that's not their their purpose. Doesn't to be good. Have you guys seen the movie Shoot 'Em Up? Oh yeah, with Clive Owen and Paul Giamatti. Yes, I've it's heard a of terrible it. Terrible movie. Like it, like it's a a three minute sex scene where he's killing people while he's having sex with her. That's oh, right, and cool. delivering a baby, and delivering that's a baby. The, that's right. Yeah, the, the the whole movie's bad, but the, but that is the point, really. Well, it's not at, supposed to be a good movie. You're not right. supposed to watch it and go, "Oh, gee, the the design's good and the exactly. is fantastic." Well, crank and you're crank two, 
Crank and Crank 2, another – yeah, two other good examples. Some movies I think are made just to be entertaining and they don't have to be good. And then anything, there's, then there's anything, the movies that infuriate Anything in the fa- – no. Anything in the fa- – No. Furious. No. Ooh, actually I think up until 5. I think 5, Ooh. 6, and 7 are good – like actually good movies. Oh, oh my, no. Johnny, oh, Johnny, no. you and I are best friends now. Oh, you Tom. Are best friends. Tom and Johnny. I won't go there. I don't, I don't like, I don't like I don't the Fast and Furious. Thank so you, J.D. Johnny and I, you, we're best friends now. <laughs> oh. Did we just become best friends? Yup. 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 You want to go do karate in, in the garage? Oh, my God. Uh, all right, Tommy. Wait, gonna, I, 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 my one question wait, was. Wait, wait. Let me do one more news piece, and then you can do your question, and we'll be done. All right. All right. Last thing I want to talk about is they've, they've revealed potentially the Wolverine 3 villains. Wolverine 3, the movie, the villains that are in it. Uh, <laughs> Nerd, Nerdist is saying that the Reavers will be in it, which is like a militant group of cyborgs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all know that Weapon X is going to be part of this, and X-23 is going to be part of it, which I'm hoping she takes over for Wolverine as... After since Hugh Jackman's done, uh, that's just I hope. And again, I'm gonna keep saying it until it, it, I can't say it anymore. The woman from Orphan Black needs to be Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana Maslany yes. needs to be X23 going forward. Make this happen. All right, Tom. There's speculation coming off of the, uh, I just read because I nobody's watched Apocalypse yet. Whoa, but whoa, whoa, hang on. The bonus Tom, scene. The, the thing coming out of this is yeah. Tom can read. Hmm. Big shot. Nothing. Go ahead. I don't know. Dude, dude, really? I went there. Anyway, the bonus scene coming out of Apocalypse is that there's something about Wolverine's blood, which bleeds into what you said, no pun intended, about the X-23 and all that. So, anyway, did anybody watch the season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Mm-mm. Why did Colson say the director wants this? He's not the director anymore. Who is? That's the question. I want yeah, I we, want somebody to fill me in on that. I can tell you who is not. It's not Captain America, Hail Hydra. <laughs> Hail Hydra. <laughs> Just end it right there, Dave. I should, end it right there. I end should, the podcast. I should. No, but I won't. I why? Do you have speculation, Tom? I mean No, I I have a question for you. What? Why did the Arrow finale suck so hard? It was terrible. I oh heard my it was. God. Oh, I heard it, it was, was bad. so bad. I heard it was awful. Oh. Johnny, did you but watch it? it? I abandoned That's Arrow. That's what I thought. And, yeah, I was about to say. I know what's Arrow going on with like, it. Man. But Flash, was Arrow so, kind of like went down. Flash was, and, Flash was so good. It, oh. uh, Legend of Tomorrow was even was really good. But then, well, no, okay, Arrow, okay. Arrow was like, uh, right, right. no, here you go, uh, be, be, uh, be the mayor. What is that? Right. Uh, like, like, they probably watched the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow finales and said, oh, we can't beat this. Let's we can't touch that. Turn, yeah, right. crap they're talking, they're talking, they just, justice, they're crying. Right. They're talking Justice Society over there on Legends and we're doing, Flash, we're doing Flashpoint on the Flash, uh, but well, we're Arrow, so we'll steal another Batman story or something. I don't know what we're going to do. Hasn't Arrow just like kind of had like a steady decline though since since season two? Yeah, yeah, like that's why like I wanted to get into it, but I heard that like it was starting to well, suck. I would say I would say JD watch seasons one and two and any episode with Sarah Lance as the Black Canary and you're fine. Why yeah, are you really? Like, 
like the thing is though if i watch a television show like i'm gonna watch all of it to the end like that's screen. my problem yeah no like <laughs> honestly i know me and my sister promised each other we'd see it out until it was over to like i was good Dude, I saw an interview today. Stephen Amell said, oh, oh uh, uh, I don't really care for the crossovers. I'd like to keep going with the Arrow story. No, he Really? He the crossovers are what make you good. He doesn't <laughs> – he went as far as to say we set up – we created these these characters or this, this – Exactly. World. He said what he doesn't like about the crossovers is we're, we're not – we don't do the time traveling. We don't do the – the universe, like the 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 world or the alternate realities and stuff like that, we're we're just Star City. That's all he meant. So let's not let's not twist his words. But I'm pretty pretty confident that that they're talking about doing a four show crossover, right? right. For yeah, Supergirl and Legends and Arrow and Flash. And I don't know if anything's been confirmed for the first several episodes of each show, but I wonder if because Flash is setting up Flashpoint, if each show. For maybe the first two, three, who knows how many episodes are going to be Flashpoint centered. So Arrow could be an entirely different show because it's set in the Flashpoint universe for the first episode or two. Well, I think that the the, the crossover event isn't until November, December. Ah, uh, well, my idea still stands. I would love it if they did like a like a like a one off type thing. Like each episode begins in the Flashpoint world, like that's it, and then Legends Legends fixes it or something, you know? Because they they can't adapt Flashpoint. They don't have Aquaman. They don't have Wonder Woman. Right. Um, they don't have Batman. Right. Yeah. They could. They, so what could they? Could, they wait. They could have Thomas Wayne. Why not? Oh, come guess. on! You're warming up to it. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'll tell you what. When 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 CW has the balls to bring Gotham over. <laughs> And risk their ratings dropping, Ugh. then then I'll be then then I'll agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're we're crossing. Our next topic show is actually going to be about all four of the CWDC shows. So we're going to wrap up the seasons on Supergirl, on Flash, on Legends, and we're going to try to make it through Arrow. Um, that'll be our next topic show. So we'll stop talking about it for now. You can listen to all that on Tuesday's episode, uh, since this will be up. Uh, moments after we hang up the phone. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, we're back to doing geek outs, hopefully on at least a bi or, you know, every other week basis, if schedules allow, uh, probably won't be weekly like it used to be, but we'll try to do it every other week, uh, for you guys. If, if you like it, uh, let us know at atomic geekdom. Do you like these geek out episodes where we just talk about random crap and, uh, jump on our soapboxes and whatnot? And uh, allow allow people to get real angry about how bad those Fast and Furious movies just keep getting worse and worse over time. Oh my! Oh my! Um, yes, this production of Atomic Kingdom Podcast has been brought to you by Hydra. Everyone, hail Hydra! Hail Hydra! No, uh, no. What do you mean no? Are you <laughs> no. kidding me? You're all fired, Johnny. Go assassinate those two. I'm making friends with everyone. JD, I'm going to find out where it is and join JD you. JD didn't say it either. Um, I, I said, yeah, I'm just I'm I said, I'm existing. I said to I go don't... assassinate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta remember the key words that that Winter Soldier needed <laughs> to be programmed. Some, something about Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing when I saw that. Like Homecoming. Yeah. Oh, they're coming. Is that a tease? They're teasing Spider Man. <laughs> Marvel, you're so clever. Oh uh, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, usually when we do topic shows, I allow Jenny to have the last word, but tonight. I'm going to allow each of you to have newbie, your... Newbie, newbie, newbie. 
I was going to let everyone get their own <laughs> last word, but uh, JD is voting for, for Johnny. But before we do that, JD, would you grace us all with your opinion on audiobooks? Yeah, let me crack my neck real quick. It's been a while. Oh, oh. Did you hear wow, that? That's disgusting. Did you actually oh, hear that? That is disgusting. Oh, my God. <gasps> you oh. actually heard that? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well done. All right. Dang. Okay. Well, audibletrial.com. Now that I have your attention, audibletrial.com <laughs> slash atomicgeekdom. If you guys would like some really, really awesome audiobooks from anything from Hunger Games to probably audiobooks on chiropractors, because that's something I'm <laughs> going to need in 20 years because yep. of my neck cracking habits. But if you go to audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom, it can help support us continue to make these really fun podcasts that we hope you guys like because if you don't like them you probably wouldn't be listening anyways but one more time audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom free 30-day trial with a free audiobook download <sighs> thank you jd uh, all right sounds, go there right now that sounded forced yeah a little bit well he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's brushing off the dust it's been a while yeah it's been a while yeah. So, all right, Johnny, you get the last word, and the last word is hashtag Give Captain America a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs>